All right, major gift fundraiser here with Clark Van Deventer, helping you get the most money out of your list without ruining your current donor relationships. Hola, buenos dias. Hey, Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. All right, hey, at Major Gifts Fundraiser, we're committed to helping you raise more money than ever before by developing deeper and more meaningful relationships with your donors than you ever thought possible. There's no better way to raise money. There's no way out there that will get you getting maximum support from your, uh, your, your list of donors, the, the people in your universe. If you want them to give at their maximum level, work with us, all right? We're gonna help you do that, but I'm gonna tell you, like there's no tricks, okay? Like I, I don't have gimmicks that you're gonna use in your donors, right? It starts with deeper, and more meaningful relationships with your donors. So we offer a variety of training programs and materials for fundraisers who aspire to be among the best in, the, in their field. So our clients are committed to excellence. They respect craft. I sometimes like to joke if they drink beer, they drink craft beer. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't drink alcohol anymore, but that's, that's the way I sometimes put it. Uh, and by utilizing the tools and techniques that we teach and working from the premises that we teach, which is that our donors are friends and trusted advisors. Like, how do we not love these people? They, we have the same values. We want to accomplish the same things in life and they're giving to our cause. So, and, and when we treat them that way, uh, as friends and trusted advisors, not merely wallets with people attached to our clients, you have the joy and satisfaction of um, knowing that you are using the same tools and techniques used by the very best fundraisers in this field, and you are going to raise a lot of money to do a lot of good work. I'm going to spend some time over the next few weeks talking about asking, um, asking for gifts, um, the, the build-up, um, uh, dealing with objections, and closing gifts. So when I'm ready to ask for a gift, I, I want there to be a build-up. I want the donor to know that this ask is coming. And that this meeting that we're about to have is different from every other meeting that we've had. I want them, I don't want them to be caught off guard by the ask, right? Like my wife was not surprised when I asked her to marry me, right? Like she, she knew the ask was coming. There, there had been a buildup. So in your relationship with your donor, I want there to be a buildup. Just like I, I the opposite is also true. I don't want you to ask on the first visit. I don't want your donor to get the impression that every time you come, you're going to be asking for a gift. So what I want to do now is after you've had that build up and the donor knows that you're coming to ask for a, a, a visit or coming to ask for a gift, they know this meeting is different. And we're going to talk about that meeting now. In fact, I've had donors say to me, um, as this build up has happened and I, I've had donors come into a, a meeting and say, well, do you want to give me your pitch now or do you want to give it to me later? Like they know the ask is coming, okay? So when I'm coming in for an ask, all right, this meeting's different than any, any other meeting I've ever had with this donor. Um, of course, we've put together a proposal, right? So uh, it's a nice little binder. Um, we've um, put together a proposal asking my donor for a specific amount for a specific project to help us advance the mission 
of our organization and the shared mission of the donor, right? Like it's way easier for me to get a big gift out of a donor showing them how their gift to our organization will help them accomplish their own, their own goals and goals in life, like what they want to accomplish in life. Okay. So this binder I've put together, um, there's a budget, there's some, maybe there's blueprints or pictures, testimonials. Um, but of course I'm not going to go through the proposal in the meeting. I'm not going to like come into this meeting and sit down at a table and, and thumb through this proposal. That's not what I'm going to do. The proposal is for after the meeting. Okay. When I'm not in the living room anymore. Okay. Um, so this is, I'm, I'm going to make a pitch verbally. The proposal is going to be what I'm going to leave with them. Okay. So my pitch, the pitch I'm going to make to the donor is going to be about five to seven minutes long. Um, where I'm, where I actually like, I'm, I'm making my pitch where I'm building up to the ask. And if I'm asking for a big gift, it may be in that five, six, seven minute range. Like if I'm asking a donor, let's say I'm asking a donor who, who has been giving us $10,000 a year and they jumped up to a hundred thousand ones, but then they went back down to 10,000 a year. Let's say I'm asking this donor for a half a million dollars. This is a big jump. I, I've got to really make my case. This is going to be a five, six, seven minute long pitch. If I'm asking a donor who gives a thousand dollars a year, if I'm asking them to give 10,000, it, it may be a four or five minute pitch. Okay. Just, it, it should like, it should make sense in terms of the level of the ask. Um, before I get to this point, right? Like I've been having all these meetings I've, I've been asking lots of strategic questions and trying to understand what it is that motivates this donor to give and what I need to ask for. Like, what is the thing that they want to say yes to? That's been the point of all of these strategic questions I've been asking in, in my past meetings with this donor. And uh, as I'm putting the pieces of the puzzle together, and I now think I know what I need to ask this donor for and the amount I need to ask this donor for. Before I get to this point, before I'm in the living room, I always want to have of what experience has taught me. Okay, this is a, like, this is a line I always, it's like one of my mantras, keep a healthy distrust of what experience has taught me. Um, every donor I work with, every donor you work with is unique. All right, so it's easy to go into a meeting or to be working with a donor and say, wow, like, wow, this is just like Mr. Smythe. Like, this is just what Mr. Smythe told us. And so, so the natural inclination, the next thing is, well, like, what do we do with Mr. Smythe? Like, this donor saying just what Mr. Smythe said. So what do we do with Mr. Smythe? That worked. Like, let's just do that with this donor, All right? But the problem is, you're not working with Mr. Smythe today, right? You're working with this unique donor, a unique human being. So I've had something like 2,000 donor meetings in my career, worked with lots of professional fundraisers, development staff, advancement staff, in terms of uh, strategizing on lots and lots of other donors. So I, experience has informed my perspective, but I have to have a healthy distrust of what experience has taught me because every donor I'm working with is unique. So I have to consider every reason why now 
may not be the time to ask, right? Uh, why my approach may be wrong. I could be asking for the wrong project, the wrong amount. So I have to have a healthy distrust of what experience has taught me, okay? So with the things I'm trying to get in order before I get in that living room and make that pitch, it's the right person asks the right prospect for the right amount, for the right project, at the right time, the right place, in the right way. So am I the right solicitor, right? I'm going to go... So I, I'm the moves manager. I've been cultivating this donor. Am I the right person or is the president of our organization or the board chair or is there someone else who's the right person, but the right person. Okay. I've obviously got the right prospect. Is this the right amount? Is this the right project? Okay. Is the timing right? Is now the right time? Where are we going to do this ask? Is it going to be in the donor's home? Is it going to be at our office? It's going to be somewhere else and in the right way. Okay, the a natural feel to the meeting. Um, so remember, um, I, I talk about being a trusted advisor to your donor. Um, one of the things I like to emphasize is when we're working with our donors, we should be, to be a trusted advisor, you need to be more focused on the next right thing instead of a specific outcome, okay? So don't think, like when you meet a donor, I, I like to put together short-term and long-term moves management plans in terms of where this donor could go. But to be a trusted advisor, I have to be more focused on doing the next right thing with my donor than the specific outcome in that long-term moves management plan I put together. So the question now with this ask is, is this the next right thing with this donor? Not what are my fundraising goals or we need to raise X amount of dollars by the end of the quarter. Like, is this the next right thing with this donor? So the ask should be natural. It should be the next right thing. Okay. So a lot of talk now about like getting your ducks in a row and the right person asks the right project or the right person asks the right prospect for the right amount for the right project at the right time in the right place in the right way. Right. Like, and it's like, you could, you could, um, analyze this to the nth degree, but I, the, when I rank plans, there are, here's the way I rank them and pole position is very good. Okay. Then good, then best, then bad, then awful. Right. Okay. So think about this. Number one, very good. Okay, that's at the top of the list. Very good, good, best, bad, awful. Like, why is best not number one, right? The, the answer to that question is that best is too hard to figure out, right? Like, best is um, paralysis by analysis, all right? So I, what I'm worried about is not like, is this the best plan, but is it a very good plan or a good plan? I obviously want to avoid bad and awful, right? But do I have the confidence that I have a very good plan? And if I have the confidence that I have a very good plan, it's, it's time to move forward, right? So um, we're not uh, going to get stuck in paralysis by analysis. It's not ready, aim, aim, aim. To me, very good as a ship it mentality, okay? 
it's it's the next right thing. You're, like there's a pass that test. Is this the next right thing? But don't overthink it. All right. Like maybe I maybe I could have come up with a better way to ask my wife to marry me. Right. Like maybe the proposal could have been better. But I I had a very good plan. I I think it was a very good plan. I think she would say so too. Okay. So your pitch. All right. Here the, I want to get into these ten things and. Um, feel free if you'd like a copy of these 10 things to shoot me an email. It's Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. I can share this list with you. So before you actually make the ask, before you utter the words, like there, there comes a point you, you make this, this pitch, this three, four, five, six, seven minute pitch. I want you to have these, I want you to keep these 10 things in mind within that pitch. So, before you utter the words, at the end of that pitch is going to be, and to help us accomplish this important work, I'd like you to consider a gift of, all right? So you're gonna make the ask. Before you do that, I want you to have a buildup. This is the drama, right? This is like, this is a big deal for the donor, right? Like, I gave my wife a little speech, right? Before I asked her to marry me, right? So, like, build, build it up, there should be drama. All right, so these are the 10 things I want you to keep in mind as you make your pitch. All right, number one, discuss the joy the gift will bring to the donor. Talk about that. Talk about how, talk about the joy that they're gonna get, the good work that they're gonna accomplish, all right? Number two, talk about how this gift will make a real difference, right? Like, you are going to change the world because of this gift. You're gonna change you're going to change lives. You're going to save lives, right? Talk about how this gift will make a real difference. Number three, talk about recognition, all right? Recognition always matters, always, all right? Now, some donors may downplay it, all right? They may downplay how important recognition is to them. Some donors may actually be expressly opposed to recognition. But, right, like, it matters. If they're expressly opposed to it, it matters, all right? So it should always be discussed. So talk about recognition. Number four, talk about where your donor fits in, okay? And talk about others who are giving and how your donor is, is either joining or leading these ranks, all right? Some donors, like if it's a big gift, there's a lead gift to a capital campaign. Talk about how important this gift is and how this donor is leading in the community, all right? Or if others have, have already given, like you can talk about these other donors who've given big gifts and that will maybe help help reassure the donor, like, well, others have already given big gifts to this organization. They must have done their due diligence. They believe that this is a cause worthy of investing big gifts in. Okay, so I, I should feel that way too, right? So uh, sometimes, like, if, if I were going to give a million-dollar gift to an organization, it'd be nice to know that others have given million dollar gifts to an organization that I'm not crazy, right? Like if I'm the only person who thinks this organization is worthy of a million dollar gift, like maybe you're a little crazy. But the fact that other people have, have already done it, like I sort of go, okay, I'm not crazy. All right. They are worthy of this type of gift. Okay. So whatever the amount is, 
So I I throw out the number million. Okay, if that's not the right number for your organization, don't worry about it. Um, So talk about other gifts to your organization where your donor fits in. Um, Number five, don't allow the size of the gift to dominate your pitch. All right, like in fact, I don't even mention the amount the size of the gift until the very end when I'm asking for the gift. So I never mention the amount, never, never mention it until the very end. And I say, to help us accomplish this important work, I'd like you to consider a gift of $50,000, okay? Um, Number six, communicate uh, relevancy, drama, and emotional appeal, okay? uh, relevancy, drama, emotional appeal. All right, the as the size of the gift goes up, all right, the decision is made less in the head and more in the heart. Okay, so make an emotional appeal. All right, number seven. So take into consideration the listening preference of your donor. So uh, in uh, my 12 module program, we have a whole module on understanding listening preferences of your donor and how you can custom uh, prepare different pitches for different listening types. Okay, so if your donor is a is a people-oriented listener, tell them the story of Anne Frank, all right? If they're content-oriented, tell them how many Jews were killed in the Holocaust, right? If they're action-oriented, talk about Eisenhower's plan to defeat the Nazis, all right? If they're time-oriented, talk about how much time it will take, all right? So take into consideration the listening preference of your donor. All right, number eight. Um, There absolutely must be a sense of urgency. Like, why must your donor give this gift now? All right? Like, there has to be a sense of urgency. So you're asking for the gift, and the reason we're asking for this gift now is because we need this money by, by this date so that we can do this. All right? Urgency. All right. Uh, number nine, give your donors back their own words. Okay. So when you've asked strategic questions of your donor, they've told you your mission in their words. All right. They've talked about what a difference this effort would make. So uh, remind them of their own words. Give like you've, you've had this buildup. You've had all these previous meetings with this donor asking strategic questions, figuring out what you should ask this donor for. And they've told you. And hopefully you've taken good notes, like not during those meetings, but afterwards you've gone back and written reports on those meetings and and you've been listening, okay? So I want you to not use your words, I want you to use the donor's words in this pitch. So remind them of their own words. All right, and then finally, number 10, be yourself, okay? Your donor will appreciate your authenticity. When you're asking for a gift, okay, the donor should recognize you, the person asking for the gift, as the same person they've met with all those times before, all right? You're their friend and trusted advisor. So don't try to step into some other personality for this meeting, just be yourself. All right. That's all I have for today. 
If you'd like a copy of these 10 tips, uh, these 10 things to go through as you make your pitch, as you build your pitch and prepare to ask for a gift, shoot me an email. That's uh, Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. If you have other topics you'd like me to take on in future episodes, you can also shoot me an email, uh, Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. All right. Have a great day.